Hey everyone, my name is Vince Hawkins and this is the Vince and Bill Podcast coming to you from uh, the Gateway City Church here in Woodson Terrace, Missouri, uh, just a uh, municipality of the Saint, great Saint, greater St. Louis City and uh, it's great to be with you all today. Uh, our podcast, uh, we are in, I'm not really sure which episode this will be, but um, this uh, podcast was started by Bill Molden and myself, Vince Hawkins. Oh, I guess it's been a little over a year now, and uh, Bill is on sabbatical. If you have been joining us regularly and are missing Bill, he'll be back with us uh, right after Thanksgiving, so we definitely miss him. I hope he is having a great sabbatical. It's a great practice we're beginning to uh, implement here in our fellowship of churches, the ICOC. It's something that is practiced by many denominational ministers around the globe, and uh, particularly other uh, organizations as well, including universities, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's a Sabbath, though. It is, uh, it's a Sabbath rest. And so, uh, yep, Bill is out on sabbatical for three, about three and a half months. And uh, he and his wife were to rest, delight in the Lord, uh, and spend some great time with God connecting with him. There's nothing wrong with the Moldens, except they've been working really hard for God for 25 years. And I think a rest is appropriate, even the Lord rested. Well, today uh, I preached, and uh, next week we'll have some guest preachers, so I won't be on here by myself next week. Um, our campus, uh, I'm sorry, our youth and family leader, uh, Jeff Hughes, uh, he will be uh, with us uh, next Sunday preaching. The following week it'll be Kendall Molden, I'm sorry, Kendall Albert, he'll be preaching for us. But we are in a book of Acts, the good news series is what we're doing uh, through the book of Acts. And we're, today we stopped, uh, we were stopped in Acts chapter 18, verses 24 through 28. And this is about the uh, great preacher, I like to call him Apollos. Uh, Apollos is an incredible figure. He is one of the hidden figures in the Bible. Uh, not a lot about Apollos. It's about eight scriptures, or you might say uh, portions of scripture about him. And uh, Apollos is an interesting character. And so I want to read a little bit about him here uh, before we dive into uh, our talk for today. And uh, in chapter 18 of the book of Acts, verse 23, it says, After spending time in Antioch, Paul set out from there and traveled from place to place throughout the region of Galatia and Phrygia, strengthening all the disciples. Verse 24 says, Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man, the thorough knowledge of the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the instructed in the way of the Lord, and he spoke with great fervor and taught about Jesus accurately, though he knew only the baptism of John. And the Bible says later that uh, after hearing him speak in the synagogue, Priscilla and Aquila heard him, invited him to their home, showed him some hospitality, and taught him the way of God more adequately. So, really interesting here, the apostle, I'm sorry, I keep wanting to call him an apostle. He's Apollos. Maybe that's why I keep mixing up Apollos, apostle. But Apollos here is um, an incredible character in many ways. And I try to describe for the church here as Paul really starts his third journey, and he starts it rather sort of unceremoniously, just sort of like, oh, yeah, and by the way, 
Paul decided to take off and go back and strengthen the churches in verse 23. And then he sort of jumps immediately into this character, Apollos. And really, it is a continuation of Priscilla and Aquila's story, which is an interesting one, that how they ended up in Corinth. They were tent makers in Corinth, and now they are have a home in Ephesus. So I don't, you know, Apollos and his, uh, sorry, Priscilla and Aquila, either had a business in Corinth and then had a home in Ephesus or had a home in Ephesus and Corinth. Either way, they are incredible people in every sense of the word. But uh, they go with Paul to Ephesus and Paul leaves them because that's what he does. If you're following him, he ends up leaving you behind as he ends up traveling and, and just following the spirit and going wherever. Hard guy to keep up with. But anyway, they're back there for a reason. God has brought them to that place because they are going to actually teach uh, Apollos uh, something and teach him how to do it more adequately and uh, so I think this is important important thing to remember about Apollos I think I stated there's really as I said only about eight references to him in the Bible and First uh, Corinthians chapter 1 and chapter 3 are the most uh, kind of you might say th this is a pretty substantial but we kind of see the fruit of his ministry there in First Corinthians and uh, But here's what I love about what it says about Apollos. It says a few things. I think it'd be four things that it says. He was, in, he was a learned man. And if you know, you know, you do a little research, you find out that Alexandria was home, uh, Northern Africa, uh, home of, first of all, it was named after Alexander the Great, who kind of went and conquered the land. And, uh, and then uh, they built the... Uh, uh, a library was built there, and the, and uh, Romans actually, uh, you know, kind of added on to this library. It's said to have hosted somewhere between two hundred seven hundred thousand book equivalents. Although these were mostly, you might say, manuscripts that were being collected, and so this was a for the day, the, the best thing you could probably say would be a college town or a very educated town, you know, a Seattle, Washington of sort, which I understand is one of the more educated, uh, affluent and educated cities in the United States of America. And so he definitely was learned and him being learned because he grew up in a town which had a tremendous library. He had access, probably had great teachers. And uh, we don't get to know much about him, but he's learned. I mean, he had an aptitude for learning. He was quite an educated guy. This library is said to have hosted uh, manuscripts and educators from everything from, from, from you know, mathematics to, to poetry, for that matter, and a ton of miscellaneous things as well. And so he grew up around the elite minds, the educated, and uh, so he was learned learned and when you take someone who's really learned who has an aptitude for learning and uh, as it says and he gets a thorough knowledge of scripture okay and then also someone who has been instructed in the way of the lord and when the bible says he spoke with great fervor it's not just saying that he you know he preached loudly it's saying that this guy had a an ability he had not only the ability to speak and he was eloquent, but he actually had a gift of presentation and performance, perhaps. Performance might be a weird word to use, but, um, 
you know, let's just face it. You are performing God's word or you are uh, sharing in a way, presenting in a way that makes the word appealing. And so Apollos is educated. He is thorough. He is disciplined. He has been instructed probably by very educated people, you know, and additionally, he has a gift of presentation. And I said that this guy is like Bill Moulton. Bill is all of those things and a bag of chips, as the kids say. He is gifted in every way. And so I think Apollo's amazing. The only thing it doesn't say, oh, yeah, by the way, he was tall, dark, and handsome. I mean, the guy, is, he's a stud in every way. So um, really interesting, fascinating. And, and with all of his gifts today, we talked about how all of these things, and there really are three lessons I think we can learn from Apollos. And uh, this is what we focused on today. The three lessons were you got to be hungry for God's word. And as Apollos was. And then you got to have the humility to be willing to be pulled out of church. Go into the home of someone maybe you didn't know that well. And then have the humility to be taught how to do things more adequately by tent makers. You know, and uh, and Paul and again, Apollos was a man who was very learned, very educated. And unlike Paul, he taught Paul, taught Paul taught in the synagogue and, you know, the people wanted to kill him. You know, Apollos taught in the synagogue and whether they agreed or not, they were like, well, I'm sure this guy was amazing. So uh, he obviously probably took on more of an edge once he was taught how to do things more adequately, perhaps. But he was taught. And who knows what he was taught? I got to believe that he was taught, you know, because the Bible goes on to say he only knew the baptism of John. So he was taught the true baptism, the right baptism to be teaching. He was also taught perhaps, hey, dude, you're a really good presenter. You know, Um, maybe there was a little too much emphasis on him and not enough on the word. I don't really know. I don't know exactly. It doesn't say. It just says more adequately and the fact that it brings up John's baptism, he clearly was taught what baptism he needed to be teaching and preaching. So he was humble. He was humble enough to sit and to learn and to enjoy the hospitality. And then the second thing, it says that he was hot on, you know, I wanted an H. I got hungry, humility, so we went with the word hot. But he really was on fire. He was fervent. fervent. He was Preaching with great energy, great zeal, and passion. And these are the three points for all of us to learn from the Apostle Paulus. Uh, from Apollos, the disciple, not an Apollos. So he was hungry, he was humble, and he was heated for the Lord. So we asked a lot of great questions, you know. How humble are we? How hungry are we? And what, frankly, gets us heated up in life? And uh, obviously, uh, the good, God's good news is that we have this amazing God, this missional God that wants to save as many as possible. And the question is not whether God's going to do it. The question is whether we, whether we will join God in that great mission. And so that's a great, you know, we challenge the church today to take their own temperature you know, scale themselves on a scale of one to ten. How hungry are we for God's word? How humble are we uh, before God's word? 
Um, you know, what's our temperature right now? Are we hospitable like Priscilla and Aquila? And, Aquila? and are we sharing God's word with anyone right now? These are important questions to be asking. And then we did something that we haven't done, you know, at least since I've been here, to my shame, perhaps. We got on our knees and we prayed. We closed our church with prayer. We challenged everyone to make a decision, change our palate. You know, what are we hungry for? What tastes good to us? It can't just be politics or, you know, we can't just major in minors and minor in majors. You know, what is it that really, what are we hungering? Are we hungering for God's word? Are we hungering for news? Are we hungering for sports? Are we hungering for entertainment? Are we hungering for gossip? What do we hunger for? And a challenge to church is that fasting has a way of changing our palate. So I encourage the church to fast. Of course, you can fast food. And then I think obviously while fast biblically has to do with food, but I don't think it's unbiblical for us to fast from social media, fast from politics, fast from Fox, from CNN, from MSB, MSN, whatever it's called, fast from all of that stuff, from sports, to take some time and to devote ourselves into God's word so that we can really develop, you know, a healthy habit and hunger after the things that really fill our souls. And then next is, uh, are we going to be humble, Uh, humble ourselves to fellow disciples and that will help us to get on track. And that challenge goes for our guests as well as long-term members. And then the third thing is get off the fence. We've got to be people that we are fired up. We've got to get off the fence. We've got to get on fire for God. Get on fire for God. Get off the fence, right? Get on the edge spiritually. And so these are at least principles we can take away or I guess lessons learned from the Apostle Paulus. We did look at, you know, uh, some of the fruit of Apostles, uh, Apollos' work. I said it again. And uh, he was incredible. I think Paul addresses the divisions that began to develop in 1 Corinthians. As a result, people from Chloe's household were claiming in Acts chapter 1 that there were divisions. That some people were saying, I follow Paul. Some I follow Paulus. Some I follow Cephas or Peter. And then there's the people who are really more righteous than everyone saying, well, we just follow Christ. Of course, all of that, all of that division is a direct result of the amount of pride. And I think division is far more um, inclined to happen when we are not on mission, when we are not focused on God's mission which is to reach and to to God's mission to love and to reconcile as many as possible to him and to reconcile people to one another because divisions is a lack of reconciliation. It is a breaking of racial relationship. Listen, conflict happens, divisions happen, but when we get on mission, we are willing and able to set aside, as Paul would later say, willing to be wrong, particularly about the minors, to let those things go and to focus on the majors. So this is the challenge of Christianity, right? So Paul addresses that in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, those divisions. Then by 1 Corinthians 3, he goes, hey, what, what, is, what is Apollos? What is Paul? We're nothing. We're just workers. 
And Paul says, I planted Apollos water. God made it grow. Doesn't matter who planted. Doesn't matter who water. It is God who makes it grow. This is about God. This is God's mission. This is God's plan. And when we're when we're focused on God and not our own plan on humans, then we can we can put aside our differences a little more readily. So this is a challenge for all Christians, right? I think we see that division will creep up in all of us. We will find things to fight about, right? Because when fishermen don't fish, fishermen, well, they fight. And so we have that challenge to be fishing, to be on mission. And when we are that way, then we are like the Apollos. We're hungry, we're humble, and we're heated for the Lord. We're not hungry for foolishness. We're not prideful. We're not heated about the things that don't matter. We don't major in our differences. We don't look for things about us that are different. We find those things in Christ that are common. And the most common thing we have is God's mission of reconciliation. People to him. People to one another. That's it for today. Thanks for joining us. Let's love God. Let's love people. As my friend Troy Chris wrote in his book, let's change the world. God bless. Good day.